You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. the Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. As usual, I want to give a shout-out to our sports byline affiliates around the country and to the service men and women out there listening on American Forces Radio Network, getting a little taste of home from the Spittin' Statistician, helping you win your leagues and win that cash. But I got a very special announcement because... Because as of now, you can also hear the Fantasy Freestyle on TuneIn Radio. Download that app. Favorite the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You can also hear the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network on iHeartRadio. So go if you have that app. I know it's all about these apps these days with you millennials. Download the apps. Favorite us. Subscribe to us. Write us a review. That's how we do it. I got my man Mike Florio with me on the ones and twos tonight. He's going to be in for Chris Pavona making it so hot that we sweat steam. And we got a great show for you on a Friday, okay? A lot of big news in the NFL. The suspension came down for Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, he got six games, people. So we're going to definitely have to talk about the impact on the Cowboys for fantasy owners and on the NFC East. Good thing we've been previewing the NFC East all week long. We're going to get my man Mike Florio's takes on my Fugazis, on my Diamonds, and on the Poles. Okay, so we're going to do that. Also, rare day where some trades have been going on in the NFL. The Bills decided they didn't like one of their cornerbacks and one of their wide receivers. So with two different trades, they replaced them both, okay? Jordan Matthews moving from Philadelphia to Buffalo. Sammy Watkins going all the way west, going back with his homeboy Robert Woods in Los Angeles with the Rams. We're going to talk about that, and you know... We put the fun in functional sports radio. We're going to talk about the best sports movies of all time. Me and Mike Florio, we're going to chop it up about the Hard Knocks premiere as well. All that and more with your boy Dane Martinez, the spitting statistician, right here on the Fantasy Freestyle on a Friday in Studio 34 on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Let's go! In 2016, Scott Engel predicted an impressive second season from Melvin Gordon. Jake Seeley recommended Jordan Howard. Bobby McMahon forecasted a JGI breakthrough. George Kurtz saw a big year coming from Matt Ryan. And Joe Galina picked Rashard Matthews as one of his top sleepers. These predictions turned fantasy owners into champions, and the same crew returns this year. With more savvy calls in the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package at rotoexperts.com. Don't miss the calls that create winners. Register now and enter free radio at checkout for a special discount.
The next stop is the East Side Motel. That's a little Warren G and Nate Dog bringing you back as we drop stats over beats. It's the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I got my man Mikey Florio holding it down for me like hot, like liquid, hot magma with your boy Dane Martinez on a Friday. Let's get right into our top five and in the cipher right now with some news and notes around the league. We're going to start on the baseball side of things, okay? James Paxton, the Seattle Mariners starting pitcher, has been put on the 10-day DL. That news just broke after he suffered a pectoral strain in last night's start, so keep an eye out on him and get him out of your lineups for next week. The Mets, and I know you're going to love this, Florio, the Mets have called up first baseman Dominic Smith. This guy was mashing in the Pacific Coast League with hitting 330, 17 home runs, 76 RBIs, and now the path to at-bats is clear. Remember, the Mets have traded Lucas Duda. They've traded Jay Bruce. It is a new day with guys like Dominic Smith and, of course, Ahmed Rosario. Cubs! catcher Wilson Contreras. He is expected to come back at some point this season, but it probably won't be until late September after rosters expand. Alex Avila may in fact get everyday work. He is in the sixth spot of that lineup today. And for the Yankees, starting pitcher CeCe Sabathia has been placed on the 10-day disabled list with that knee inflammation. They have recalled Jordan Montgomery from AAA. However, Honestly, guys, the news and notes for the NFL today is much bigger. Okay, first, I'm going to start small. Dolphins second-round pick Raekwon McMillan, and I just had to say Raekwon because, you know, I'm a Wu-Tang fan, right? Raekwon McMillan tore his ACL. This is the second-round pick. He was going to be their starting middle linebacker, and now he is gone for the season. Then we had some trades today, okay? We had some trades today centered in Buffalo. First of all, they, the Bills, trade wide receiver Stud when healthy. Sammy Watkins to the Los Angeles Rams for cornerback EJ Gaines and a second round pick. Okay, and don't don't get it twisted. These picks I think are actually kind of important. Okay. Sammy Watkins reunites with Robert Woods out there in LA, but the Bills were not done. They then had a hole at wide receiver. So what did they do? They traded with the Philadelphia Eagles to get wide receiver Jordan Matthews and a third round pick. For their cornerback, Ronald Darby, that makes the Philadelphia Eagles secondary and defense, which was already a DVOA top five defense, a little bit better. They were, you know, kind of on the outs with Jordan Matthews. A lot of rumors there. So the question is, who, which wide receiver kind of like improved their stock the most with all of these trades? And we got a poll question up there right now at FNTSY Radio. You could always follow me, ask me questions at Spittin' Speeds. We've almost got 200 votes already. Whose stock in fantasy football went up here? Jordan Matthews going from the Eagles to the Bills? Sammy Watkins going from... The Bills to the Rams? Or is it the Philadelphia Eagles wideout that did not move at all? Alshon Jeffrey, the free agent pickup, who now may even get more targets. Right now, 59% of you think that it is Alshon who has the best, uh, you know, kind of more potential with the moves today. But the biggest news of the day, it has come down from on high. 
Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott will be facing a six-game suspension for the violation of the personal conduct policy. This is something that has been investigated for the better part of a year. This cloud has been hanging over the Cowboys and Zeke Elliott. He is going to miss six games. Now, Florio, one of the things I've been telling Chris Bavona as we previewed the Cowboys earlier in this week is with or without Zeke, the first four opponents that the Cowboys have, there's some stout front sevens that they're facing. They open with the Giants and my man Snacks Harrison. Then they go to Denver to face that defense. Week three, they have the Arizona Cardinals. Even without Calais Campbell, they got a big front seven. And in week four, they have Aaron Donald and the Los Angeles Rams. This could mean the Cowboys offense sputters at the beginning. We're going to talk a little bit more about this Florio in the next segment, but I am fading the Dallas Cowboys. They are fugazi to me. All right, we got a couple of more minutes. I want to tell you some takeaways I had. Remember, there were seven games in preseason football last night. So I think um, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. Okay, so here's the biggest takeaway I have. We officially have a quarterback controversy in Chicago. All right. And listen, after the Houston Texans played on Wednesday, I told you to pump the brakes on Deshaun Watson. And I would normally say the same thing about what I saw out of Mitchell Trubisky, but here's the thing. I watched that game. I watched that game on the NFL Network. It didn't help that Mike Glennon threw a pick six literally on the first drive to Chris Harris Jr. That doesn't help. But Trubisky really showed me something. I, uh, I've been kind of making fun of him for a little while because of the Mitch and Mitchell and all this stuff. But let me tell you something. 18 out of 25, 166 yards, one touchdown. He had another one where he threw Ruben Randall to like the one-yard line. I thought initially that he got in. But I'm going to tell you something. It's not really about the results. It's about the inputs. I saw really solid accuracy out of Mitchell Trubisky. I saw really solid mobility out of Mitchell Trubisky. I saw kind of command of grown men in the huddle out of Mitchell Trubisky. Um, Maybe we have an issue here. And uh, Mike, as you know, I have pounded the Bears under five and a half wins hard. I'm telling you, Victor Cruz also looked viable, although it did look like he almost got killed and was down on the field at one point. But he came back. You got Ruben Randall, a lot of former Giants there. So I'm not sure about that. Uh, You know, so I think this could be something for the Bears. That's a big that's a big uh, issue. So that's one thing. I got a bunch more takeaways here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network with our sports byline affiliates. That's what I'm saying. So we got some more takeaways. We got to keep it going here. Another game where I looked and I saw some young quarterbacks was the Philadelphia Green Bay game. Carson Wentz looked all right as well. He was perfect, four for four on a touchdown drive. He also kept a play alive, which is really what you need to do in the NFL these days. And it's going to be great that he gets to hand the ball off to Legarrette Blunt. This guy only had four carries for nine yards, but that will definitely help Carson Wentz development. I also like for the Eagles, Derek Barnett, their first round pick out of Tennessee, got two sacks in the first half. You add him to a guy like Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox, and that makes them Philadelphia Eagles now with Ron. Darby as well. I'm telling you, the Eagles defense will be interesting. Also, on the Green Bay side of things, I got to tell you something. Ty Montgomery fumbled. 
Okay, and usually I don't care about things in preseason games, but the fact that Ty Montgomery fumbled, I think only adds credibility to the fact that Jamal Williams, who me and the all-in kid Jake Seeley, nationally acclaimed top ranker and guy that was in studio a little bit earlier today, we all think Jamal Williams can push Ty Montgomery. Him fumbling is not a good start for uh, that battle. I get another game I want to talk about. Cleveland, New Orleans. Deshaun Kaiser. He looked good as well. I'm talking Deshaun Watson look good. Mitchell Trubisky looked good. Deshaun Kaiser also looked good going 11 for 18 for 184 yards. A touchdown as well. He was throwing the deep ball pretty well. I'm telling you, Hugh Jackson wants to kind of mold this piece of clay. Deshaun Kaiser is going to start games for the Cleveland Browns this year. Brock made some decent throws. Brock Osweiler, that is, who started the game, but he went 6 of 14. That's an under 50% completion percentage, okay? On the New Orleans side of things, Alvin Kamara, four carries, 35 yards. I'm telling you, Alvin Kamara is a back-to-stash in longer-term dynasty leagues. By the second half of the season, when they figure out that Adrian Peterson can't run from the shotgun, this is going to be Alvin Kamara getting more burn. Okay, the last game, because we do have one more minute real quick, Washington-Baltimore. I want to talk about this because uh, I was high on Samaje Pirine. No, 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 not anymore. This guy, you thought it was bad that Ty, Ty Montgomery fumbled? Samaj P. Ryan fumbled. They didn't lose it. He fumbled. He dropped the pass. He missed the blitz pickup. I think Rob Kelly is going to be entrenched as the starter in Washington. P. Ryan making too many mistakes on the Baltimore side of things. Ryan Mallett, no looking good. Another 50% completion percentage, 3.2 yards per attempt. Oh, boy, do they hope Joe Flacco is back in time. But you know who is in midseason form? Justin Tucker, who at the end of the first half nailed a 59-yard field goal. He's in midseason form. When we come back, I'm going to chop it up about the NFC East with my man Mike Florio. We're going to talk about our diamonds, our fugazis. We're going to see if he can guess what you listeners said on all the polls. And also, I want to ask him about Terrence West in a related note because I thought he had a good game. I've been on Team Danny Woodhead. Maybe I need to hop off and get up on the West train. We'll see when we come back. Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Ezekiel Elliott, Carl Anthony Towns, Corey Seager. Those are the rookies of the year, much like the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The fastest growing fantasy sports network on radio is completely free, 24-7. Listen to us live at FNTSY.com slash radio or download the app right now in the Google Play Store or on iTunes. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network with some new partners. We are on TuneIn Radio. We are on iHeartRadio. Be sure to download those apps. Give us a little bit of a follow. Give us a favorite. Give us a review. And you can always download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. This way you get, whether it's me, whether it's my man Tony Sincata, it could be Greg Sussman, it could be Joe Galena, it could be my man the all-in kid, Jake Seeley, it could be Joe Pisapia. We got what you need, like on Wall Street with Maddie Modica, the fantasy executive. Everybody holding you down for free. This way, you could win your leagues and win that cash. I got my boy Mike Florio with me on the ones and twos today, keeping it so hot that we sweat steam. Here's what we're going to do this segment, Mike, because we've been 
been uh, previewing a different team every day here on Fantasy Freestyle as we get ready for fantasy football drafts. And we were in the NFC East this week. It is apropos that we have the Dallas Cowboys with this news of Zeke Elliott. So here's what I want to do, Mike. I want to tell you first what the over-under for the team is, right? And then I want to see if you would go over and under. And I want to see if you could guess what our listeners said because we do that poll every day, okay? Then I'm going to give you for each team my diamond in the rough and my fantasy fugazi, all right? That's the fugazi, the guy you need to forget about. And we're going to have a little discussion and see if you agree with me, see if you think I'm crazy. How does that sound, Mike? Sounds good to me. Fantastic. Let's start off with the Dallas Cowboys, okay? Now, let it be known that this happened before... The news of Ezekiel Elliott. The over/under on their season win total is nine and a half. What do you think? What do you think? And what do you think the people said? Remember, this was yesterday before the news of the suspension. So I, I mean, I kind of wish you threw money. On, I know you threw some money on the Jets and Bears. Sure did. I wish you, you threw some on that. Uh, I would have taken the under, but there's a lot of Cowboys fans out there. I bet you a lot of listeners voted the over. Okay, uh, so 38% did take the over, but 45% took the under on the Dallas Cowboys. I think this is a team that is primed to regress anyway. That's why my full gazy for this team is Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott was QB6 last year with 3,667 yards, 23 touchdowns, and four interceptions. Aaron Rodgers had seven interceptions. MVP Matt Ryan had seven interceptions. There is no way that we don't see some turnover regression. Obviously, now with Zeke out, also with the the Cowboys may ask Dak to win a little bit more on the strength of his arm. I don't think that's going to be the case. My man, Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, who we all know loves the Cowboys, he has him as QB7. I have him all the way down as QB14. Where do you feel about Dak Prescott? I'm in your camp. I have him around QB 14 as well. Yeah, okay. I don't think there's no way he goes another 16 games only turning the ball over like four or five times. I know Corey thinks so, but, you know, Corey's, uh, you know, all sunshine and rainbows and unicorns when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. On the flip side, though, I'll tell you who I do love. I love Des Bryant to have a bounce back year. I think people have forgotten about how much Des Bryant can win you a week, how incredible of a red zone target he is, how much of a beast he is at the point of attack. This is a guy who had almost 800 yards and eight touchdowns in only 13 games last year. I think he's another year removed from all his health issues. He's my diamond for the Cowboys. I think he's a guy that people don't think about anymore. He is my wide receiver eight overall. Do you like Dez this year? I got him at wide receiver eight now, too. Fantastic. Look at this. Mike Florio and Speeds, the spitting statistician, are simpatico. We move next to the NFC East. The next team I want to talk to you about is the New York football Giants, okay? The Giants over-under for the season win total is eight and a half. Where would you go? Where do you think the people went? I think the people are going to agree with me. I think that's an over. I, I think the Giants are... You know, I think they're much. They're a very dangerous team on both the offensive side and the defensive side of the ball. So, I mean, I th- I saw this. I actually voted. I voted for the over, and I would like to think that the people would as well. Two thirds of the people agree with you. Sixty six percent say take the over. I have a huge diamond for this team. Okay, I think this guy is going far too late. Okay, um, my man Corey Parson has this guy as running back like fifty six. I don't care if it's a PPR league or not. I love Shane Vereen this year for the Giants. They were giving Shane Vereen work on early downs in between the
the tackles before he got hurt last year. There's no reason that he can't do the same thing that Danny Woodhead does. This is a guy, Shane Vereen, who the last three seasons in a row gets 45, 50 catches. This is a guy that Eli Manning can trust. And the other part of this is, I'm telling you right now, I don't trust Paul Perkins to have a stranglehold on this job. Do you see any path where Shane Vereen is actually the Giants running back this year, Mike? Uh, I don't. I don't see that. I see him being their pass catching back. I think Paul Perkins is going to get the starting job. I think Orleans Darkwell could be mixed in for short yardage or hopefully not, but potentially goal line scenarios. I, I don't. I think it's Paul Perkins as the lead back, and if they go away from him, I think it becomes a pure committee. A pure committee. I still love Shane Vereen catching passes in New York. He will get 45 catches at this year. The other guy. The other question I have for you on the New York Giants, and this is kind of a philosophical thing. Odell Beckham is obviously a top five, top three wide receiver. My question with you is a similar question I would have with Mike Evans. What is the impact of having a new legitimate number two wide receiver on the other side? Okay, some people think that, oh, now you can't roll coverages over to Odell Beckham, right? So it's going to be a benefit to Odell Beckham. Other people would say, listen, he's going to eat into his targets. For a guy like Brandon Marshall, especially in the red zone, I think there's similar things with Deshaun Jackson's impact on a guy like Mike Evans. Do you think that having Brandon Marshall in the fold looking to get a 1,000 yards receiving for what would be an NFL record fifth different team, do you think that helps or hinders Odell Beckham? I think it helps him. I, I mean, I could see Odell Beckham repeating what he did last year. I think that maybe the targets drop a bit, but I, I like you said, I think it is higher quality targets. And this is something I've spoke about before. I think it's funny that the players that we pick out and say, oh, adding someone is going to hurt this guy, and then we say somewhere else. Like A.J. Green, we're all loving him because he's never had so many you know, helpful Other weapons, weapons yeah. around him. But then Odell Beckham, we, we can make that same argument, but no, it, him and Mike Evans are going to be hurt by it, some people say. I, I mean, you could make this case for a lot of the top wide receivers. Antonio Brown has Martavis Bryant, you know, that he didn't have last year, and Le'Veon Bell. We've hardly seen them healthy all at the same time. So I think you could honestly, you get nitpicky when you try to use this argument for or against wide receivers. Fair enough. We are not in the defensive meetings in the week leading up to the game, so we don't know how they're going to treat it. I understand. The next team in the uh, NFC East that we got to talk about is the Washington. Washington football team. Their over-under is actually the lowest in the division at seven and a half. Where do you think the value is? It's an interesting line. Seven and a half for the Washington football team. Uh, I think it, I, I could see that's close. I'm going to say they're going to, I'm going to take the over. I could see them going eight and eight. But I, I got to tell you, Mike, wait, the, one of the options we have in the poll, we have take the over, take the under, and then we also have the option pass. It's a good line. Is that what you would do for Washington? Yeah, I would pass. And okay. I think that's the way a lot of people probably voted. Well, 27% of the people did vote that way, but 52% believe in the Washington football team. They like that as though they were Kirk Cousins, and they are taking the over 52%. I think that's a little crazy. I actually think Washington finishes in last place in this division. I got to tell you two guys, though, that I like on this team. Remember how I gave the news before that P. Ryan like fumbled, missed the blick, blick, excuse me, blitz pickup, you know, uh, dropped the ball as well. I think people are forgetting about the pass catching back in this offense. Offense as well. You got Chris Thompson, and he's a guy who, you know, I don't think Rob Kelly is anything special. I don't think apparently Samaji Pirine is and either. This may be an interesting guy in PPR leagues, but the guy I really want to talk about is at the tight end position. I do not believe that Jordan Reed will be healthy for 16 games. I don't think he'll be healthy for 12. 
they signed Vernon Davis to an extension in the offseason. Talk to me, Florio, about Vernon Davis, If whether it's a read injury or two tight end sets. Is there any universe where um, Vernon Davis, VD, is viable in the second half of the season? I think it would take a read injury, but yeah, he is someone, he goes super late in drafts. Like I've drafted him in my best ball drafts just because I don't trust Jordan Reed to get healthy. We've already seen him dealing with a foot issue. We know the concussion history. So yeah, and like you said, they went out and they paid Vernon Davis. They obviously value him, and, and when Jordan Reed was hurt last year, Vernon Davis stepped up and was a tight end one in fantasy. Yeah, and um, last question I have for you on Washington. You know, a lot of buzz going on right now about Terrell Pryor. I personally think Kirk Cousins' eyes will still lock in with Jamison Crowder. I understand that Pryor is rated higher and ranked higher, but when we talk about return on investment for where they're going in drafts, I think Crowder is the much better Washington wide receiver buy. What do you think? Uh, I love Crowder, but I'm one of the high guys on Terrell Pryor. I actually have him ranked 12th in uh, standard leagues among wide receivers. I love both of these guys. I love Kirk Cousins. I am in on the Redskins passing game. Oh, wow. You think Kirk Cousins is going to put up another like 43, 4,400 yards, so both of them are viable. Listen, I have them a little bit lower. I have them as, but really close to each other. I think I have them as like wide out 21 and 23, something like that. We, we don't have a ton of time to talk Philadelphia Eagles. So let's start it now, maybe pick it up when we come uh, back after break. But do you think uh, do you think the Eagles fans over under eight, eight games, where would you go? Under. Under? Oh, Mike, we got to talk about this. I am high on the Philadelphia Eagles, and we're going to talk about why when we come back right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, TuneIn Radio, Sports Byline Affiliates, iHeartRadio. So many ways to hear speeds and spitting statistician. Keep listening when we come back. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone, we promise. No weird viruses. No strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Fight the power. That's what you got to do right here. On the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network is Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spittin' Statistician, and my man Mike Florio on the ones and twos filling in for Chris Bavona for the next couple of days. We were talking about the Philadelphia Eagles, and, you know, Florio's new to the Fantasy Freestyle. He doesn't know how high I am on the Eagles. The over-under for this team is eight. Florio, did you think that people were taking the under or that you are taking the under? I'm thinking both. Wow. So what is it? Are you allergic to Carson Wentz? You don't believe in Alshon Jeffrey's soft tissue injury history? What's the rationale? I like Carson Wentz. I think he is a, a fine NFL quarterback. I actually look for him to take a step forward this year. You hit it on the head. I, I can't trust Alshon Jeffrey. Torrey Smith is too boomer bust for me. I get it. Nelson Aguilar in the slot now. 
but we haven't seen it yet. I like the on paper their weapons look great, but I just worry how consistent they're going to be one and two if Alshon can stay healthy. Fair enough, fair enough. However, 40% of the people who answered this poll disagree with you and say that they should take the over. Only 37 said take the under. 23% say that it was an actual good line. I believe, Florio, that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win the NFC East. I think they have a top five defense. I think they have a top five offensive line. I think LeGarrette Blunt is a huge help to a young quarterback like Carson Wentz. He is one of the only two running backs that were in the top 25 of uh, fantasy football last year that changed teams. LeGarrette Blunt changing teams is a big deal that people are not knowing or talking as much as I think they should. Will he get 18 touchdowns again? No, but he doesn't need to. I'm talking about a good NFL back to support a growing second-year quarterback. The other thing that I think is huge for the Philadelphia Eagles, they will have all-pro right tackle Lane Johnson not suspended and help Carson Wentz out. When Carson Wentz, he started great last year, and then he went down a little bit, and that coincided when Lane Johnson started their suspension. I think that is a huge difference. I think Wentz is a growing quarterback that is going to be the guy that takes that step. Previously, I had a poll question like, which young quarterback got the most in support this year? Was it Jameis Winston, you know, getting guys like O.J. Howard and Deshaun Jackson? Was it Marcus Mariota with Corey Davis that they drafted getting Eric Decker? Was it Derek Carr getting, uh, you know, Marshawn Lynch to turn around and hand the ball off to, or Carson Wentz with, as you mentioned, Alshon Jeffrey, Torrey Smith, LeGarrette Blunt, And I believe it's Carson Wentz. I believe they are setting him up to take that step. It doesn't help, though, that uh, they don't have the Cowboys on their schedule until week 11. So regardless of how long Ezekiel Elliott misses, it will not affect the Eagles. They actually have a very tough schedule, the Philadelphia Eagles, but I am still high on them. I believe they can do big, big things. However, you guys know the first step in building a fantasy football champion is to be early with it. Pick the squad at rotoexperts.com and get the exclusive edge fantasy football package. The Roto Experts lineup has FSWA inaugural Hall of Famer and fantasy football writer of the year, Scott Engel. Nationally acclaimed top ranker, Jake Seeley, the all-in kid. 2015 and 16 FSWA award winners, Bobby McMahon and Brandon Murchison. But check it out. We've got on our lineup, we've got depth and upside with guys like Frank Stanfield and my man, Mike Florio. We bring you a draft package bursting with all pro analysis and in-season coverage that'll take you to the title. So get the exclusive edge fantasy football package now at rotoexperts.com. And if you enter the promo code free radio at checkout, you get a special discount. But check it out. I'm not done helping you out and hooking you up this football season, okay? My man Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, he's got the Executive Edge Super Premium Package, okay? Not only draft reviews, he's giving you auction values, and you know what he's doing that's real cool? He's giving you the Fantasy Executive Snapchat. You can snap directly with the Fantasy Executive for all the most up-to-date info, and I engage with him in a way. He's blazing trails, people, okay? You can snap with him right now. He's probably crying about Ezekiel Elliott, and I'm hooking you up because if you enter the promo code Dane, that's right, Dane, you will get a special discount. Let's keep it moving, though, here on the Fantasy Freestyle. And Florio, as you know, because I've been seeing you vote, okay? I've been seeing you vote. You know that we are crowning the greatest sports movie of all time here on the Fantasy Freestyle, and we are down to the Elite Eight. I hope you're excited. I'm excited, as you can tell. I'm about as excited as Tim Tebow was to join the Jets a few years ago, okay? Now, we have eight 
movies left. So I want to get your thoughts on what the final four would be. And we also have a special guest that's going to chime in when it comes to the football region. But first up, in our baseball region, we have the number three seed, Major League, up against the number four seed, The Sandlot. These guys ran through the region beating movies like Field of Dreams and The Natural and Bull Durham and Bad News Bears and A League of Our Own and things like that. The Sandlot versus Major League. Who do you think makes the final four, Florio? This is something I get crucified for at work all the time. What movie have you not seen? I have never seen Major League. That's absolutely ridiculous. So I would vote Sandlot. That's absolutely ridiculous. I, I don't even know if we can continue, Mike. Not only do I get crucified at work all the time... My friends crucify me for this all the time. All right, so you're <laughs> voting for the Sandlot. You really need to. We need to lock you in a room one weekend and binge watch. You know how people binge watch shows these days? We got to string together all the major league movies for you. You don't know about Joe Boo and his rum. You don't know about Wild Thing, Ricky Vaughn. I got to educate you, young buck. All right, we'll keep it moving, though. We go to the basketball region, okay? I think you've seen these movies. The three seed, White Men Can't Jump is competing for the regional final against the five-seed Space Jam. These are newer movies. Mike, you've seen both of these, yeah? I love both of these okay, movies. Okay, so what are we doing? It's hard to go against one of my favorite movies Foods that kid. start with the letter Q, <laughs> the Stooky Brothers. Can you listen to or hear Jimmy? Do you understand the concept of dry-mouthedness? I want White Man Can't Jump to win this all. And I love Space Jam was one of my favorite movies as a kid. But White Men Can't Jump is a classic. All right, fair enough. So your final four so far is The Sandlot, White Men Can't Jump. Very interesting. Now, in our next region, we call it the wild card region, okay, where we had a, you know, we kind of had a mix, some hockey movies, some golf movies, some race car movies, things like that. But we've got the one and two seeds advancing to the regional final. The number one seed is Rocky. Okay, yo, Adrian! The number two seed is Caddyshack. Both of these movies came out maybe a little before your time, so I gotta ask you, Mike, have you seen these movies? I've never seen Caddyshack. Ooh, okay, okay. But I've seen every Rocky movie multiple times. Really? Including, like, after number four? Yeah, five sucks, right. but I've seen five multiple times. I've seen Rocky Balboa. I've seen Creed. Creed. Does Creed so count in this brand? I, I count Creed in it. I, okay, okay. I, I've seen all of them, and I would easily vote Rocky. Okay, and you know, Rocky actually won an Oscar for Best Picture. I believe it was like 1979, okay? So Chris Bavona thinks that it should be the rightful winner of this entire tournament because it actually won an Oscar, unlike any of the other movies I think we have. Maybe Raging Bull did or something like that. Okay, so you've got Rocky, The Sandlot, and White Men Can't jump now we go to our football region and i gotta tell you the truth mike we had some upsets in the football region okay the number three seed remember the titans lost in the first round to we are marshall in the sweet 16 we still had the one seed but then the seven seed the 11 seed and the 12 seed still viable and it's very interesting because we're not the only people talking about this okay aaron Rodgers. aaron Rodgers even recently on a um on the part of my take podcast was asked the same question and i gotta i gotta tell you our listeners were simpatico with Aaron Rodgers. Okay, in the Sweet 16, the four final movies left were Rudy, The Waterboy, Friday Night Lights, and Varsity Blues. We are now down to the regional final of number one seed Rudy and number seven seed Varsity Blues is still live in the lowest seed available in our tournament. Listen to what Aaron Rodgers thinks is his favorite football movie of all time. Check it out. 
Good stuff. Uh, Varsity Blues was kind of the first one that really meant something to me. We watched it in high school, uh, and it's about high school players. Obviously, that was before Remember Remember the Titans, which is a great one as well. Yeah. I mean, you got the program. You got any given Sunday. You got Rudy. Uh, But I'm going to stick with Varsity Blues, I think. It's a good choice. I'm glad you didn't say Friday Night Lights because everyone is saying that, too. And I went. It's a good one, but it's it's top ten. All right, so Aaron Rodgers is going with Varsity Blues. Mike Florio, are you with Aaron Rodgers or not in this regional final matchup? I've never seen Varsity Blues. Oh, come on! (laughs) Florio, you need to check out um, the whipped cream bikini scene. Okay, you need to also check out Billy Bob. You need to check. There's so many things in this movie. It is a cult classic. I personally agree with Aaron Rodgers. I like Varsity Blues. Does this mean, though, that you're voting for Rudy? I guess I would have to by default. Although I, I when you when I first looked at this football bracket, I did not want either of these movies to be the one that represented it. Okay, well, one of them is, you know, the only problem I have with Rudy, you know, he was offsides on that one play that he made. Was he? Yeah, he was definitely offsides. Go back and look at the tape. And I don't, I don't like us kind of promoting cheating. And that's what that movie was doing. So I don't know. So you're going to go Rudy. Okay, so, so Mike, you've got Rudy, The Sandlot, White Men Can't Jump, and Rocky. Of those movies, Mike, who do you think takes it all? And who would you want to take it all? I mean, I'm going to imagine the listeners are like me. I'm seeing how it dominates Every other contest it's been in, I'm going white men can't jump for the win. Wow, white men can't jump is Mike Florio's pick to win the greatest movie of all time from the three seed. You know, and I, I just first of all, I want to give a big shout out to whoever seeded all of these movies. By the way, that was your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, because we got valid matchups, you know? We got like a lot of three seeds. We got a one seed still in there. We have one Cinderella that's not crazy and a seven seed, but we didn't have like, you know, 13 versus 11 in the regional finals. We had ones, threes, fours. I think we did a pretty good job, but you got White Men Can't Jump going the route. I am torn because White Men Can't Jump and Major League, two of the eight movies that are still alive, are my two favorite sports movies of all time. Okay, so I understand the, like Rudy as a one seed. I understand Rocky and the critically acclaimed movie that it is. But I'm with you. I want either Major League or White Men Can't Jump to win it all. So I'm hopeful with you. The Elite Eight is going to kick off next week right here on the Fantasy Freestyle. We're going to have a matchup one day every week the final four will be decided by next friday so when chris bavona is back we're going to bring on my man howie balaban as well and we're going to break down the final four of the greatest of all time movie tournament let me give you some updates right now around major league baseball phillies are up on the mets 3-1 that game in the second inning however michael conforto has gone yard for the 20 his 25th home run of the season i told you we would have a delay in washington that game has yet to start um, in the Bronx. The Red Sox are up on the Yankees, 2-0. Hanley Ramirez gone yard early in that game. Tigers up on the Twins, 1-0 in the third inning. 
Um, we also have the Blue Jays up on the Pirates, one nothing. That game in the third. We are scoreless after three in Tampa, Indians and Rays. We are also scoreless in Miami, Rockies and Marlins. I told you on DFS lineup lock show that I thought John Gray was an interesting guy going from Coors to Miami. An interesting park shift factor there. As you know, we also have preseason NFL football going on right now. We are early in the game at MetLife Stadium. The Giants have kicked two field goals against the Steelers. Josh Dobbs, the fourth round pick out of Tennessee, under center for Pittsburgh. We also have a 3 nothing game down in Cincinnati. The Buccaneers are up 3 nothing on the Cincinnati Bengals. But I'm going to check to see who the kicker is because Aguayo, that guy that they drafted early in the second round a couple years ago, he's in a camp battle with Nick Folk. So I'm going to check that out. And then, Mike, when we come back, we're going to tie a nice, neat little bow on this episode. We're going to talk about the Tampa Bay Bucks because Hard Knocks premiered on HBO this week. So we're going to chop it up about that a little bit. Mike Florio filling in for Bavona. It's your boy, Dane Martinez. He's the spitting statistician. Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. 